Greetings, fellow travelers. The road to empowerment is paved with, well, that's what we're here to find out. And while we're at it, what about all those potholes? Hello, Marla Bolak here, your host. I'm here with Cesar R. Espino. He was born in Mexico City to a poor family with just his mom and his grandma there in the beginning. He lived in a small shack with dirt floors, no dad, in a society of poverty, where having a life of no hope seemed to be the norm. Cesar is a multiple book author, real estate investor and mentor, business consultant and coach, and NLP practitioner. His highest intention is to reach as many people as possible and assist them through all the different things Cesar has to offer. The major focuses for him are personal development, building relationships, helping others, and growing numerous businesses. And I just met Cesar online. I <laughs> yeah. swiped left or right. I don't know how that goes. Um, it was in <laughs> right. one of the, our podcasting groups. So I, he has an interesting backstory as far as I can tell. And I thought, well, just surprise us and I'll learn about you, Cesar, along with our audience. So welcome. Yeah, Marla, thank you for having me. I'm very excited to be here and, uh, you know, uh, want to really, really share my my background and my ideas with your, with your guests and with you. So I'm excited to be here. So thank you so much. Oh, likewise. So let's get to it. I'm just going to ask you, yeah. what's your story, Cesar? <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, you know, you kind of said it and, 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 and just kind of giving more to that. I was born in, in Mexico City. And I was born to just one parent uh, uh, and my grandmother. So it was really my grandmother, my mom, and my older brother and myself. And uh, growing up as a kid, uh, it was a little bit difficult. I would say a lot of difficult. Uh, we didn't really have anything, right? We, we had nothing to, to show for. And at the age of four is when I probably have one of my very first uh, turning points because my mom decided to take on her own uh, leap of faith and decided to leave us behind to give us and provide for us and give us a better uh, future. And so she actually migrated to the States. Well, well, wait a minute. You were four. Yes. Your brother was... He was six. Six. Mm -hmm. And... Oh, good guess, huh? Yeah, and, you did. And, and you, so you were there with your grandmother now. R right. Uh, at and that your... time, I was... I was at that time, so if up to the age of four, it was uh, four of us, my older brother, my mom, and my grandma, and myself, right? And at, at four, my uh, mom decided to leave Mexico to come to the States wow. and leave us behind, right? And so for us, that was a little bit difficult because at that time, we literally had to start working, right? And, and, and really, I started working at the age of four by um, selling what? items. Yeah. Oh, so so I was asking you, what did you do? So you were selling things. We were selling items at the uh, at Tianguis or the flea market, and uh, we also uh, would sell, uh, you know, uh, I would say street food, right? Taquitos and things like that, uh, um, donuts, a bunch of little stuff. We were doing right. that for quite some time, and that didn't work out too good because it wasn't enough for us to survive, right? Right. Um, or even give us any kind of uh, money uh, to to go about our own uh, life. And so at one point we had to. I consider that we, we graduated from that and we ended up doing something else, which we actually started uh, sewing 
clothes for dolls. And so I had my own, my own uh, sewing machine. My older brother had his own sewing machine and my grandma. So I started doing that. I know how to sew clothes because of that experience. You when know? you were four or you were younger than four? No, at that point, I would say I was probably more like around seven. So, oh, so this know, is after your mom left. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Exactly. Okay. So yeah, yeah, they definitely be, be uh, uh, once my mom left, uh, we were working, you know, just doing different things to be able to survive. Right. Wow. Um, there was times we didn't really have anything. All we had was what I considered to be the Mexican specialty dish, which is a tortilla with a grain of salt. And that's all we ate from days in and days out because we didn't oh have God. the meats. Yeah. So, so, you know, I, I would say as a kid though, it was, it was difficult. Yeah. There was a lot of great lessons to be learned. Now that I'm saying that I condemn anyone to go out and do that at, at, at that age, I mean, I don't think kids should be working at that age. Again, right. though, sometimes a society will, br- you, will bring you into a particular aspect and you have to be able to adjust to that and or, um, you know, accept it or do something about it, right? right? And so that's one thing that I commend my grandma for it is that one, we always went to school. So I never dropped out of school. She wanted to make sure that I got my education. She also... In, you know, really in, engraving me working hard, right? And it could be a good thing or a bad thing, right? Because a lot of times working hard means just working hard yeah. or working smart, right? And so I, I want to take this working smart part of that and decided to use that for my advantage. When you were uh, seven? Yeah, I mean, really, I mean, wow. through, throughout my, my younger uh, uh, years, for sure, yeah. So you uh, you were... Very, so you grew up fast, obviously, but oh, also very fast, yeah. but also in wisdom, which growing up fast is one thing, right. but growing up with wisdom is another. And so you, you mentioned some life lessons. So what were the life lessons? Was well, I, the, I, I mm-hmm. think part of that is, is, is uh, the fact that I, I don't give up that easily. The fact mm-hmm. that I'm uh, very persistent, the fact that when I tend to do something, I want to go out and, and achieve that. I think all of that came from the life lessons that I had as a kid, you know, growing up, right. Um, Mm -hmm. you know, being able to appreciate that, being able to appreciate the now moment. Uh, the other thing too, is Mm. that I, I learned from that before was, um, appreciating the little things, right. Uh, and, and not really getting hung up on having all of these great things and luxuries and, and wanting to that stuff. I really appreciating that because I didn't have anything. I, when I, when I grew up, I didn't have birthday parties i didn't have a lot of the things that kids nowadays have and i think there's a different sense of appreciation when um at least in my opinion in my opinion absolutely i don't think there's a question i think even people who who are you know cognizant that they you know they want to give their kids what they want but but at the same time how do you if you can afford to give your children everything right how do you instill in them a sense of appreciation and right you, know, you gotta gotta work for this stuff yeah maybe exactly. they never do but i mean that's a that's a tough thing it, it is because not for you again, you got that <laughs> right exactly right and, and and when i see that it's like a lot of times people uh might end up growing up with a, a perception of, of of what's not reality right and so when you lose something you don't know how to handle that right so i think right. in, in my case the fact that I didn't have anything and, and, and if, if I was to lose everything now, it, yes, it would be very devastating. It would be really hard. Yet yeah. I also know how to go back to that and say, you know what? I didn't have anything. So I can make something of this and, and really appreciate that. Right. So that was a big lesson for me. And again, working hard and, and smart and, and being able yeah. to never giving up. That, that was some great lessons for me uh, that I think that's part of the reason why I, I, I do a lot of different things in, in my own life. 
Wow. Wow. Yeah, and and at the ten at the age of ten is when finally my my mom came back and and uh, to from the states to Mexico, and that's actually when she brought us to the states too. So I got here at the age of ten, um, and that was a, a whole different life changing event for myself too, because up until the age of ten, I, I didn't have anything. I didn't. I, I had to work. I had to. I, I mean, it, it was it was like going day to night. I came to the states, and I'm not saying we're rich. We're still living in a in a one bedroom apartment. Yet it was better life than I was living in Mexico. And for yeah. the first time in my life, I didn't have to worry about working. Right. Oh, so wow. that was a shocker, because I didn't know how to adjust to that. So so let's back up for a second, because I I yeah yeah I like sure. to fill in the story. So you first of all. Where when your mom came, so she was gone for three years. You never saw her in that three years. I, uh, she was gone for a little bit more. She was gone. So she, I, I was four. She was gone for about six years. Oh, right? oh so I got the numbers. Yeah. So she yeah. was gone for six years. Very yeah, important so, years. Th- th- yeah, right. Exactly. It, it, one thing that that I know for a fact is that uh, between the ages of one and seven is when the the mind really develops and, and the habits and things like that. So that's yeah. again part of the reason why I think I'm I, I work. Um, really you know smart on the things that i do is because at an early age i was working we're getting creative on doing one or the other i also went to school i have a master's now master's degree because i've i've always you know believed right. that school education is, is critical right yeah and so i think that's critical so going back to that yeah my uh, i was four when my mom left she came back at the age of 10 between that six per, uh, six year period um, I probably saw her about three, four times. Um, wow. Now that was also difficult because again, she left and she was not uh, of legal status. So, it, right. it, you know, when she migrated to the States, her going back to Mexico, she was running the risk of not being able to get back into the right. States. It wasn't up until probably when I was eight or so that she had her permit and was able to go to, to, to Mexico to see us. We, we didn't come back with her at that, at that time. And right. then finally she came back at the, when I was 10 and she came and actually picked us up and we, we moved to, to, to the States. Wow. And where, where in the States were you? Uh, Los Angeles. Los Angeles. And yeah. what, what did she do for work? She used to work. Um, <laughs> oddly enough, she actually used to work for a factory and in, in, in sewing clothes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So it's, 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 it runs in the family, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I also am, am big on sewing. I sewed. We weren't we weren't poor like you, but we I did yeah. have to. I, I made all my own clothes in high school. Oh, nice. I yeah. mean, not the jeans, but pretty yeah. much everything else. Yeah, um, no, that's, it's funny. Two two three years ago, um, I had a couple of friends that for Halloween. I actually did their uh, their Halloween costumes. It, it t- turned out to be pretty good. It was uh, one bet. of them was um, Pocahontas, so that was kind of hard to do. Yet I still did it. And then the other one was because uh, of material. Jasmine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then Princess Princess Jasmine. So I, I did a pretty good job. I still know how to sew, which is good. Maybe you know, it's like riding a bicycle. Because yeah, I went a long you, time yeah. without, and then I picked up quilting, and it's yeah. Once you know, yeah, exactly. Right. It's it's like you never left. I mean, I probably have to. I always needed a pattern to make things. I know some people yeah can do that, but um, you know, that's yeah. the patterns in those days taught you how to sew. Right. I don't, oh, know, yeah. I don't yeah. know what you had available to you where you were, but the, you know, I could get patterns. Yeah. They basically did the step-by-step step, and that's how I learned. Got you. Ah, yeah. Cause I'm not really yeah. mechanical. <laughs> it really is a <laughs> yeah, mechanical yeah. kind of thing. So anyway, we yeah, we're is. a little bit off, off base. Yeah. So, so she brought you to LA 
So I yep. actually went to school in Southern California, not in LA, but in Claremont. So okay, yeah, I know where that is. Yep. Yeah. So um, in, not the one near San Diego, the one near Pomona. And okay, and uh, I have friends in still in California. So that's a pretty big city. But I guess Mexico City is pretty big too. But I don't know where it is too. It is. It is. It is really big. Yeah, for sure. Uh, and uh, one thing that um, that to me was very new and different and unknown is mm-hmm. when I came here. Um, although there are different nationalities in Mexico City, you don't really see too many of them. You know, I always say oh. it's mostly Hispanics, right? right? So coming here for me was also, uh, you know, that was a, a shocker, right? Being able to see different ethnicities from all different backgrounds. Oh. And so that was a little bit different. The other one that was very difficult for me is when I came here, um, not being able to communicate, not being able to to read, write. Yeah. And again, for the first time in my life, changing my day-to-day uh, activities was difficult. And uh being in Mexico, it was always my, my older brother and I. So we, you know, we'll go to school together. We'll, you know, we didn't have the same classes, but we were in the same school. Right. When I came here because of the age difference, I, I was still in elementary and then he went to middle school. So I felt like I lost the only one person oh. that I knew in this world. So that was difficult for me to adjust. And, and, and again, all of that, yeah, there was a lesson there to, to be learned too. Mm-hmm. And the lesson that I learned there too, is that, you know, I, I, after going through all of that, I said, okay, there's two things that I can do here. I can whine and complain and I can um, not accept what is going on or I can, you know, look, look at the, the circumstances for what it is and say, you know what, this is going to be my new life. So rather than complaining and whining, what can I do to adjust to this new life and, and accept that this is going to be my new life and create something off of that, right? And, and that's you know, what I decided to do. I, I want to stop you right Uh there and just kind of underline that because that is so important and so impressive. I mean, most adults don't even get that. I like to whine and complain, Uh I, you know, and then accept, but I mean, it's, it's, I'm, I'm emotional and I vent and Uh I, uh, I respond, but I think that at the end of the day, it's like, okay, let's, this is a situation. I don't like it, but what, what am I going to do about it? And you did that at 10. Well, I, I think I did because I, wow. and I, and I accepted that. And, and, and Oh, and, I believe you did. I'm not, I'm right. not, I'm just like, and, and I, would I say, should say I, it this way. You did that at 10. Oh, oh my yeah. God. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, yeah. <laughs> and, and, and I'll tell you this much though. I think more so now I've realized that now, obviously than, than back then. And, you know, as you grow, you start seeing things and, and you start putting things together. And uh, part of the reason why I'm doing some, some of the things that I'm doing right now is because I really want to share my, my story, my message mm-hmm. and, and putting those things together. Right. And so maybe I didn't recognize that then at that moment, yet that's exactly what I did. Right. Right. Um, there was another story and I probably was already here, maybe six months, uh, give and take being in the States. And I, again, it was, it was bad, hard for me. It was really oh, bad, bad in that yeah. sense. And um, at that time, my mom, um, had already met a, a, a man who uh, is now I consider him as my dad. You know, mm-hmm. uh, uh, he's my stepdad, but he's my dad. Right. So, anyways, at that at that time, I was six six months into the into the states, and I remember one day I was having a really bad day, and I just, you know, I had a, built this anger inside of me. I had a huge attitude, um, and I was talking to my dad at that time, and I said, you know what? Uh, we're arguing and I said, you know what? First of all, you're not my dad. So you cannot tell me what to do. Number two, I don't want to be here. 
I don't want to be here in the States. I need you to send me back to oh. Mexico. And when I think about that, it, it was that. And yet I also realize now, I'm glad they didn't send me, otherwise we probably wouldn't be having this conversation. I'm glad he right, decided right. not to listen to me. Yeah. Yet well, think and about what, that. what stepdad hasn't heard, you're not my dad. Right. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> right. And, and, and I feel really bad because he's really, he's a really good man. And, and, you know, and again, I was, I was a kid, didn't know any better at that time. Yeah. Yet I realized though that that moment there is the same moment that many people might be going through even now, even at, 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 at 40, 50, 60 years old. And yeah. that is that for me at that moment, I was uncomfortable being here in the States and because I was uncomfortable being here, I wanted to go back to what I was, uh, to what I was comfortable Familiar with, with yeah. yet it was not the best thing for me. And yeah. we go through all this all the time. We tend to go back to what we're comfortable with, familiar with, yet we know that that's not the best thing for us. Yeah. Yet we want to keep going back to that. And so that again is another lesson that I'm like, wow, like I'm glad that I stepped into my uncomfort and made something better at that and, and accept it. I'm like, you know what? Let me push forward and just keep going. And I'm glad I did. Wow. I'm, that's really, really powerful. And I, uh, I'll share with you, it's not, it yeah. it's, it's, sounds trivial in, in the face of your story, but when I'm from New Jersey, which mm -hmm. has a definite culture, and I, as I mentioned, I went to school in Southern California, and um, I'm from a working class poor family. I mean, my, when mm -hmm. my mother married a mail carrier, we stepped up in the world, okay? Mm -hmm. So um, it, we had eight better than you, but we still had, you know, there yeah. were still issues there. So I went to school in Southern California, and it was a pretty wealthy the students there were mostly, it was an expensive private school and I was mm -hmm. on scholarships and et cetera, but the culture was so different and it was so much better for me, but I, I wanted to transfer to a school in New Jersey. And luckily my advisor talked me out of it and, and I stayed and it, I did my four years there and it was the best experience of my life, but it's the same thing. I was in a, in a place where I was so uncomfortable. I, I didn't, I mean, I knew that there was a cult, you know, you wouldn't think a cultural difference from, you know, working class poor New Jersey to, um, you know, I'm originally from the Newark, from Newark actually originally and from that area. And then to a beautiful place in Southern California, which was very nurturing. It was a great school. I, I'll, in fact, I'll give a shout out to Pitzer College. It's just the best place. And I wanted to go back home and I didn't. So I, that's, I, I totally get that. It's that feeling of, it's just so uncomfortable. Even if it's so much better for you, it's just, it's just, it's like your skin crawls. It's just, I mean, not literally, but it's that you just, you're so uncomfortable. And yet you, so your, your, your dad kept you there. There you go. That's great. No, yeah, and I was gonna say, you know, that's that's the uh, um, the reality, right? That a lot of times we, we you know, we take, uh, you know, the, the easy way out, right? And 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 again, that's not necessarily the 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 the, the best decision we take. Right. And so, I'm glad that my dad decided to keep me, and um, and you know, that just continued to be part of part of that. And and as we continue, you know. I finally accepted that and, and I was glad because I, I was happy because at the age of um, 12, so being here two years, I was able to now, 
I finally felt like I was fitting in, fitting mm. into the society. Um, I could communicate, I can talk to people, you know, and things were kind of invading, you know, more or less they were happening, mm-hmm. you know? And so that, that was good. Um, and, uh, at the age of 15 and a half, um, I had another, uh, another, I guess, experience. And, 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 and I say it's my best experience ever. Yet not that I'm saying we should go do that. Except I had mm-hmm. um, my girlfriend at that time. Mm-hmm. Uh, she got pregnant. So I had Oops. my kid at 16. So now you see a kid, grow, you know, raising a kid, right? Yeah. Wow. And that was another difficult, uh, definitely difficult lesson to be learned. Yet again, I went back to to a few things and and this for me was something that I said I would do and I remember when my when my daughter was born I told um, her mom I said I'm gonna do one thing from this point forward and I'm gonna make sure that my daughter has everything that I didn't have as a kid and that she never has to work a date in mm-hmm. her life childhood life like I did and yeah. she has everything that I didn't and and, and and that was my purpose so from that a purpose grew from that a uh, mission grew and that was for me to continue to do what i was doing to provide for her so i continued to go to school i worked very hard um i did not um drop out of school and i was taking pretty uh um uh, i I had a couple of ap classes and things like that and so it was difficult going through that it was difficult waking up at six in the morning going to school getting out of school and then working a full-time job and didn't get home until 12 12 30 and then do homework and going through that for two years of my high school years oh. because that's that's when I was having my kid and what was your girlfriend at the, well how old was she was she doing the same thing she, she was she was the same age as I am but was she able to go to school or she had to no she went to school too yeah oh yeah. good so yeah, at least yeah. I mean but yeah god right so so that was another one uh that that again you know it, it, it's just it was one after another one after another one after yeah. another right and and um some people say that maybe that happened because I didn't have a father figure growing up, so I didn't know any better. There's different things that can go into play. Lots of lots day, of people get knocked up in all sorts right. of situations. <laughs> it's right. Always yeah, looking exactly. for a reason, you know. Hey, oop! It's an oops. Oops. Yeah. Right. Exactly. But a big consequence. Yeah. Exactly. And yeah. And, and again, you you have the choice to. I mean, even me growing up, I saw people that were going through that, yet they didn't take the responsibility. Yeah. Uh, of doing the right thing and, right. and so to me it was that you, you know it was more about making sure that I had taken the responsibility for my own actions and, and living up those consequences and whatever is whether it's good or bad make the best out of it right and, yep. and that's what I did so wow good for you wow yeah. so the rest of your life is easy now right compared to all that <laughs> uh-oh there's more well I wish it was you know <laughs> I mean again it's all learning and growing that's yeah. one thing and one thing that, that I want to say to that is before I would see it as a failure I would see it as a downfall oh. now I see things different right I see things as everything that we do in life there's something to be learned whether it's good or bad there's a lesson to be learned so there's to me there's no failures it's, it's really you're learning or you're growing right yeah um so uh yeah i mean i went i went on with uh with uh, high school years i graduated i went to school i uh up until the age of 2021 20, you know uh i was still going to school had a pretty good job i, I consider a good job uh, at that mm-hmm. time um yet one thing that i had in all those years is that i had built so much anger i was a very angry person 
and mm. um, I'm not saying that I'm not it now. I mean, I think I'm, I'm, I'm definitely better. I, you know, I don't, I don't, I don't lose it that easily. Things that maybe back then I acted like they matter and I got, gave so much anger, so much attention, so much energy to it. I don't do that yeah. anymore because I, I, I appreciate life now. Well, so anyways, I, I, I yeah, good. I, I was going to say, I, I mean, I, I had a lot of anger also, and um, I spent a lot of time working on it. My, I work on this theory that there's things happen to you when you're younger or whatever, mm. and clearly things happen to you. And so you can't really do much with that. So the anger was building and it's inside of you. And then you it needs to, at some point when it's ready to come out, and unfortunately, a lot what happens most of the time is you just get triggered and it comes boom it's out there and anger i mean can be very destructive it's destructive to you to, to people around you but it's got to come out and it's going to come out one way or another and then just but to heal like gradually heal that and and i think that's what you must have done to be able to be well, where you yeah. are now <laughs> yeah and I'm, I'm smiling and laughing because you just said it you just hit it on the nail i mean uh, unfortunately yes the all of that energy that you're building up, it has to come out somehow. Yeah. And, and, you know, we as people have to choose how that's going to come out. Unfortunately, I didn't choose the the proper way, I, I guess. And, and Most of us was, don't. Not, yeah. Not. Yeah. So this, this was my, my next big, uh, you know, I guess, uh, down point in life. And, and, um, and, and I, uh, I, at that time, I was still with my daughter's mom and we were having a couple of challenges relationship wise. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, it, just always angry very triggered whatever the case may be and i just one of those i just snapped and you know there was domestic violence involved and obviously i got taken into you know into uh custody and and Mm -hmm. went to jail for that and Mm. not condoning or saying that i'm happy for that obviously not it it is it is a lesson though and so uh you know sure enough uh, after a couple of days uh she charged she dropped the charges and uh, it was it was funny because my mom and my dad they were going to renew their uh, their vows in uh, Mexico, and so we were all gonna go out as a family uh, for the, for her you know they were gonna have a party and do that and and so this happened literally uh, no. I would say about four or five days before that was gonna take place and being inside that cell just thinking and reflecting myself in my life and I'm like what what did I do. Um, I mean, there were so many things going through my head. One of them was, here's, you know, uh, my parents, uh, one of their best moments in life. And now I'm losing the opportunity or I might be losing the opportunity of being part of that. Right. Um, yes, I had challenges with, with my daughter's mom. Now, what's going to happen to that? What's going to happen to my daughter? So there, there, there were so many things going through my mind. Right. Um, luckily enough, um, I came out literally one day before we were supposed to fly out to Mexico and we still flew out to Mexico. Uh, my ex still went out to, to Mexico because she uh, wanted to be there for my parents. Yet she flew back the day after. And obviously from that point forward, I knew that my relationship with her had ended. Um, mm-hmm. and, and, and so, so that was a big, uh, you know, an, another big change in my life is going through right. that process, you know? And, and at that moment I'm like, okay, well I'm here now. What can I do? You know, I can, I was going to be there for about a week. We went to Acapulco. So, you know, I can be here and think about what just took place, or I can be here and give my 100% attention to my family. Right. My daughter was with me. My daughter ended up staying behind with me. 
um, and then just give them the, the best time that I can. And I did that. I, I decided to do that. And I said, when I get back to the States, then I can deal right. with all of the other stuff that, that, that was going on. Right. So, the, you know, again, that was another one where like, again, graduated. I, I had, I graduated with honors from high school. I had a good job yet again, something came out and it was that anger that right. needed to come out. Right. Yeah. So, um, so yeah, so that's another, another one of those wow. lessons where like, I decided to stay down or you decide to get up and, 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 and change. And, and I decided to reflect a lot. I decided to make the positive changes that I need to make in terms of that. And I continue to kind of work on myself and, 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 and decided to do that. And, and I think the, the other thing I'm seeing with you is you took responsibility for it. You didn't blame yeah. somebody else. I mean, you may have been triggered right. by your ex-wife, but it was your anger and you own it. Yeah. And that's right. really, and that awareness, that's, I think that's really the key to any change is the, the awareness and the willingness to do the work it takes to change it. Yeah, I mean, even even now, I was just doing a video uh, two days ago, or maybe three days ago, and I was talking about, uh, and, it's, and I'm going to tie it into this, I was talking about mm-hmm. how, um, you know, right now, I feel like there's two options, right? There's there's two sides to the coin, right? You have the the, the option to where you can accept things and, and make a change, or you can, or you have the option of where you blame everybody else but you, right? right? And, 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 and right now, as, as the recording of this video, we're, we're going over this, this epidemic with the uh, coronavirus. And so yep. a lot of people are blaming, uh, I just lost my job, uh, or they just, uh, you know, gave me a couple of weeks off. Um, you know, the stores, is, there's a big line to get into the stores. Um, the government is not helping me. They're doing all of these things, right? And to, right. And to, to, to my point here is that we're all going through this some one way or the other we're all being affected um some of us more so than others yeah everybody in the world is getting affected by that and so rather than blaming somebody else take full responsibility in 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 in, in what's going on and so and i choose to know that be aware that everybody's going through this understand that number one i yep. also choose to know that um I, there's certain things that i cannot change that are out of my control Yet, number three, what I know that I can change is what's in my world, what I'm going through. So this is a perfect time for people to do something, whether it's write a book, whether it's read more, whether it's get educated, whatever the case may be, and stop blaming others, right? And so it's the same thing here. Uh, Throughout my experiences, I've learned to take ownership of the things that I've gone through because at the end of the day, there's nobody else to blame. It's it's me, right? Whatever I did, whether it's good or bad, it it was me doing that. Yeah, and I, I mean, obviously there are external circumstances, as as you know right. that you that you deal, but it's accepting those, right? And so you know you can blame them or just say that's how it is. It's I've always thought like people don't really blame the weather. They don't blame somebody. A hurricane comes and takes down your house or a tornado. You don't blame anybody. You just say right. it was an act of God. But yet. With something like this, like you said, you want to, some people want to blame China or they want to blame this one or that one. And yeah. in my mind, it certainly has been colossally mishandled. I'll yeah. just put, just say that. But <laughs> right. it's you work with what you have. And sadly, there are some people who are so affected. And I mean, with somebody right. like you who ate, you know, had tortilla with a speck of salt on it for yeah. however long that was. I mean, I can't even imagine what that was like. And yet 
you know, I, you know, some people, they, they just don't have the resources and I really feel for them. But a lot right. of people, it's, there's a sense of entitlement in, in this country that's through the roof. And yeah. it's, it's the taking responsibility for what you can. And it's the, the old serenity prayers. Like you kind of oh, said yeah. it in a different way is yeah. you, you have control over certain things and you, you make the best of that situation and you take mm -hmm. advantage of what you can take advantage and you yeah. just move on and human beings suffer. Right. Yeah. It's part of do. the human condition and you want to minimize that and you want to maximize what you can learn from it and grow from it. And the, what I like to say is everything that happens to you happens for you. Yes. And so yeah. that's kind of what I've, I've heard you saying. It's a theme yeah. that, that I hear that's, it's it's a it's a way of looking at things that makes whatever suffering you have to go through less, and right. it maximizes what you can get out of it moving forward. Right. Yeah. Well, one, you one did thing, that as a child. Yeah. Well, it, uh, it, it, right. It, it, you know, and one thing to add to that is um, instead of just going through it, make sure that you're growing through it. Right. Uh, so that's yeah. another way to see it too. Right. Mm -hmm. Don't just go through it. Grow from that. Right. Again, what is the lesson? What can I take from you? There's always going to be something. And I think that when you sit back and you relax and you analyze that, you know, something's going to come out of that. I, I do believe that. Right. Yeah. So, so yeah, that's, that's, that's one. And so, you know, now in, 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 in today's era, you know, I've taken a different approach in life and, and I wanted to, um, to, to do more on myself. So one thing that I started doing maybe three, four years ago is, working more on myself right and that's another thing that i i think people need to know and understand is that uh, a lot of times many people might be going to work might be doing this or doing that and they're working harder on somebody else than they're working on themselves right and so my thing to you is work harder on yourself than you do on anybody else um and, and, and just let that be your priority. And so I decided to start working on myself. I started getting educated again uh, through the non-traditional aspect, I guess. I have a master's in business administration. Mm -hmm. um, yet I, I, I started reading. Um, I never loved reading. So I started reading, uh, you know, because I think that was important. And, and that's funny too, by the way, you know, because I never read. I think the last time I read something was in high school for oh. my English class. And mm -hmm. that was because I had to do the assignment. Yeah. <laughs> to read, you know, like To Kill a Mon Monkeybird or one of those books. Um, and that was the only reason, right? Other than that, I didn't like reading. Yeah. And now I've, I've, I've written three books. Uh, one of my books is You Can Overcome Anything Even When the World Says No. And I talk about my story. I talk about all my obstacles that I've, I've overcame to be where I am now. And also life changes, changing transformations that I've taken in my own life. Um, I uh, was a co-author of another book uh, called Dare to be Authentic. Uh, let yourself prosper mm -hmm. and so never love reading yet I wrote three books and again it's part of that the mind change and and so I started doing a lot of that that stuff I uh, do now affirmations daily routines that I do I do affirmations I do a lot of journaling um, mm -hmm. I like to connect with a lot of great people like you just to make sure that <sighs> I, I do believe that you're the proud of the five people you you hang around with and so I do more of that now and it's, it's been for me a full transformation where now I want to be able to go out and help people and deliver a message empower them inspire them give them something that they can utilize today to start making changes in their own lives 
Well, I, I think that's great. And I kind of had a sense of that from, from the little bit I read about your background before you came on that <laughs> yeah. you had a lot to share. And I'm really so happy that, that you're here. I'm and I, are the, are the books, can people find the books through your website? Cause we're going to get yeah. the link at the end. I'll put the, the link to, um, it's, it's srrrespino.com forward slash services, which will be yep. in the show notes. So yep. you can get to all that because uh, you clearly have a lot to share. Yes. So do you want to tell the audience a little, unless you have more to tell about that story, but then would like to at some point get mm -hmm. to what it is you do now and, yep. and how people can find you. Like I said, the link. Yeah. So I'll, I'll, I'll give you one last story and then we can dive into that. Let's do um, it. If that's okay with you. So, you know, I, I, after, you know, uh, growing, uh, coming out of, uh, out of my, I guess my big downfall uh, at the, 20, the age of 21, I went back to school. I got my uh, bachelor's degree. I went and got my master's degree. I was working for uh, a couple of great companies uh, in their corporate office. And mm -hmm. um, I believe, and I don't know about your listeners, a lot of times people, and maybe even so now, um, people are like, you know, is this what I need to do? Or is, is this what I want to do in my life? Or should I take a leap of faith, right? And um, in 2016, I, I was working at a job, corporate job, way over six figures. I was traveling all over the place. Um, it, it was a really good job. Mm -hmm. And the company is a really good company. Yet, for me, I felt like there was a bigger calling. I felt like there's, um, there was more for me to do than just working for somebody else. Right. And that's when I started entertaining the idea of, you know, doing something for myself. So, um, I, at that time I was already doing real estate investing. That's one of the things that I do now. Mm -hmm. I was already doing real estate investing as a part-time basis. And I said, there's gotta be more for me to do. So I decided to take my leap of faith and leave my corporate job to become a full-time entrepreneur. That was very hard for me to do. It took me six months to be able to do it. During I think that's hard for anybody to, it's, it's, <laughs> yeah. Or most yeah. people, I, I think it, so. It is. Yeah. It is. I mean, I, I was ready to go and give my uh, my two-week notice, and I, I got cold feet, and I didn't do it. Especially when you have a very nice job. It sounds like right. fantastic. Oh, yeah, it, it was really good. And, and, and so I got very cold feet because then you have all these unknowns and this um, little voice telling you, you cannot do this, or yeah. what are you thinking? Right. I had friends telling me, you're crazy for leaving your job. Um, all this, these things that could be seen as a negative aspect and and again that's another life lesson that that you're always going to have that noise it is up yeah. to you to um, reduce that noise or get rid of it altogether and focus on what you feel your gut feeling your your intuition your unconscious mind is telling you to do right i say go ahead and do it even if you're fearful because that's what it was it was fear it was me um being comfortable again and not stepping you know into the uncomfort zone and it took me seven months and finally i did it well through those seven months i lost friends i lost uh, a girlfriend at that time i lost a lot of different things yet i realized wait, though wait why did you lose friends I, I i i you know i think people just don't sometimes they may not follow or, or see your vision, right? I mean, and, and it, I'll, I'll put it this way to you. Um, let's just say you're a smoker, right? Or you drink, right? And you're- I used to be a smoker. Okay. <laughs> so, so maybe this yeah. will be related to that or not. Yeah. So let's just say you're a smoker or you're a drinker. Yeah. And you have friends on the side and they smoke and they drink. Well, you guys have a common 
uh, uh, a common bond around smoking. I mean, yeah, right. I, could, I didn't really lose any friends when I quit smoking, but there was there was that aspect of being. I was also in corporate. You're in the smoking room, and it's it's socializing, yeah. and yeah, yeah, yeah. So right. So you may not lose friends, yet you might lose the the amount of connection that you have. You just sometimes. drift away. Right. Yeah. And so that, that's what happens. And I think that's what it is. Well, and, and I'm telling you, I have people telling me like, you're crazy for leaving your job. And, and, and I say I, I lost, lost friends because they'll call me every now and then. And I'm like, to me, that's not a friend. You know, if you're going to be with me, you're going to stick with me. Right. Yeah. And so, again, you just go through that stuff. And, and sometimes um, I, I have a quote. I said, sometimes the best journey you can take is a t- the journey you, you take by yourself and alone. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because you learn so many things, you discover so many different items, things that you, you never thought were possible. It's just part of the nature, I think. It's part of that. Right. Except I also feel it's part of your reinventing yourself. Right. And so uh, so that that was another, uh, I guess, maybe the very last thing that I've done when it comes down to something, stepping to something that's uncomfortable. Well, since then, I, I've been a full-time entrepreneur. Now I am a, uh, I, I, I was just, I, I left my job to be a full-time real estate investor. That's what I was doing back then. Mm-hmm. Since then, I've now done multiple things. And so what I do now is real estate investing. I have a real estate uh, course where I teach people on how to get into real estate investing. So I mentor students. Um, mm-hmm. I have several students all over the U.S. that I teach them the same things that I've done uh, in that aspect. I am also a business consultant, so I, I help businesses with their P&L, uh, process, uh, processing procedures, continuous improvement, um, and I am also a three-time book author, uh, working on another book uh, this year, at least two more books this year, um, mm. and um, I am also an NLP practitioner. Well, you're busy. Yeah, well, yes, it, 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 it's funny. People tell me, when do you take time time off? I'm like, all the time. When do you work? All the time. And that's the life of an entrepreneur. It, it's just, it's all the time. If you don't yeah. enjoy it, then, then you, you know. You then better like what you're doing. You. Yeah. Right, exactly. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's it's really true because, yeah, being an entrepreneur is so different than working in, in corporate America. It is. It is. Definitely. Night and day. Yeah. So, so you're, so you do all of those things. So when people go to your website, they'll see all those things. Yeah. That, that link, uh, it'll have all the different things that I do and then they can uh, click on each one of those and connect whether it's the investing side of it or uh, the books or all the other stuff that I have going on. Yeah. Well, I think it's fantastic. And I see in your future, maybe public speaking a little bit. Uh, You know, that's part of my, uh, uh, my goal, my target, uh, my plan is to to do more of that. I've done some uh, public speaking already. I had uh, one in, uh, a, I did a public speaking presentation in Dallas uh, in August of last year. Uh, I had a few lined up this year. Uh, they kind of went sideways, uh, sideways because of everything's going on. Right. Um, the idea is to do a lot more of that for sure. I want to be able to do that. I want to be able to get to more people yeah. and reach more people. Yeah, I see that. I see that. Well, do you have anything to, else to add before we close? Because I'm just overflowing with good information. <laughs> no, no. I mean, the only the best thing I can say uh, uh, is, is, you know, for your viewers and listeners is to to just make sure that that they're working harder on themselves than anybody else. And and and, mm. and 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 really, when you start looking at it from that perspective, and you start taking care of the one vehicle that we all have, and that one vehicle that we have is this body, and that's carrying us through through this journey called life. When you take care of that body, your life will be in, in, a, in a much better place. And that's you can only do that by taking care of yourself. 
creating better habits, eating better, um, you know, healthy diet uh, is not only good for your body, also for your mind. So working yeah. on the mind. Cool. Well, what a way to close. Thank you Thank so you. much for coming, Cesar. I really enjoyed uh, talking with you and I, I'm sure that people tuning in will as well. Thank you, Marla, for having me. I really appreciate it. All right. Many thanks for tuning in. If you enjoyed this episode and would like to see this podcast reach more people, please subscribe, rate, and review on iTunes. Well, that's all, folks. Until next time, when we meet again on the road, the road to empowerment.